welcome to this conversation brought to you by White House Custom Color. I'm Jed Toffer, and today I'm speaking with Bry Cox. How's Yo, it going? how you doing? <laughs> Good, man. How are you? Doing well. Who Who is Bry Cox? Tell us who you are. <laughs> who am give I us, really? Give us the lowdown. <laughs> um, so I've been a photographer about full time, anyway, for about 23, 24 years. Mm-hmm. And before that, I did it freelance, worked for other people, kind of did it on the side. Um, went to uh, my college, my university, initially for art, thinking photography would be what I want to do, but I realized that was pretty worthless. So I ended up switching my degree to business. Okay. So I got my degree in business instead, which I think was very helpful. In hindsight, especially wise, right? Yeah. Well, because, you know, I was so young and I was taking these classes and at some point I was like, I can kind of just pretty much say anything. Right. And the teacher's going to go, oh, that's deep. (laughs) (laughs) You're one of those guys. And I was like, well... I can tell this is not going to be a helpful degree yeah. if I don't do photography. Right. And if I do, they also didn't know anything about lighting people or mm-hmm. interacting with people. It was all f-stop shutter speeds. And I'm like, I'm, I got all that. Right. So I was like, the PPA is going to help me more there. Yeah. So I was like, I'll get that training more. I want to get, just in case I do something else. Yeah. Or even if this does work out, I want a business background. So I went into business. Oh, I wish I would have like done that too. Yeah. And it's been very helpful. The one thing they were really big on uh, leveraging, they'd always say, you know, debt. And I'm, yes. And I was against that. So, and I'm actually look back on, on, I'm very grateful that I didn't follow all their, right. Not everything. Bad financial advice. Cause the most interesting thing is, uh, like my own corporate finance teacher, you know, he taught corporate finance and all this, these numbers and he, he couldn't even afford family portraits with me. Yeah. And I was like, Oh yeah, this is not, (laughs) <laughs> so you're a big debt-free guy probably, yeah, or yep. like try to really manage your debt. Yeah, either buy things or don't. Yeah. I save up. Like I just bought another car here recently. But you paid for it. And I went in with just stacks and stacks of hundreds right. wrapped in elastics and just right. waving it around. You had $78,000 in cash. That you yeah, $7,800. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I was like, and then this, it's just like, no, I, People are kind of like, well, why don't we just get this on a lease or add? And like, no, either buy things or I don't buy things. Right. And right. I'm totally fine with my car right now. Right, right. Yep. How do you, uh, what, what, what do you attribute the discipline that it takes to do um, that? Especially so initially, in today's, in today's society specifically, yeah. I'm asking. Uh, initially it was fear. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll be honest. I was like, <clears throat> what if, you know, cause I'm self-employed. I thought, you know, I'm young. I think, what if I can't make right. enough next month or what if right. I can't? And so it was just this fear so I just save, save, save. And then, you know, uh, a lot of the Dave Ramsey stuff. I used to live yes. in Nashville like 20 years ago. Yeah. And he was really big, but it wasn't national at that time. Right. And I was like, yeah, this makes a lot of sense. I, and he's like no credit card type of dude too. Like yeah. He's he's just like save up, yep. buy things, yep. or don't buy things. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. And it's uh, just so counter culture, yeah, it and seems. I feel like that has given me so much freedom. Yeah. Cause I was like, I don't have to take every single job mm-hmm. and be like, I really, really, really need this. Mm-hmm. I can be like, no, I only want awesome jobs. Right. Cause I'm not, I don't own my car. I don't right. own this. I don't own that. I can just pick and choose my jobs. Right. And I'm, it gives me a lot of creative freedom. So he's cool with like a mortgage, but cool with a mortgage, but you want to like pay that thing off as soon yeah, as Yeah. But can. also be aggressive with it. Like the extra stuff that the extra moolah that you might have, you yeah. Put it towards the mortgage. And his whole, yeah, his whole thing is there's 20 things you can do with money, but let's mm-hmm. focus on one thing yeah. and then let's focus on the next thing. And let's right. focus. So a lot of people know him as get out of debt guy, but really right. that's like the first couple steps. And after that, it's how do you save a ton? Yeah. How do you invest it? How do you. Right. 
pay your house off. So you go along, you go along with that. Yeah. And you, and you make that work. So it that's, started with fear, but then does it, does it turn into, <laughs> well, that resonates yeah. with me. I get it. But it, does it turn into at some point you really start seeing the benefits of it and you're Absolutely. Just like, so now I feel like content. Right. And so now there's like, mm-hmm. everyone's all like, Hey, Hey, Brian, you know, what do you think of this new camera? You, are you going to get the new camera? Cause right. if you do, maybe I'll get the new. And I'm like thinking <laughs> their schedule for releasing cameras is not my schedule for buying a camera. <laughs> Like I love my camera right now. Were you like a once a decade guy or what? Is, how does, no, what I, mean, is I always make sure I have a couple cameras in my bag, right. but right. it's like, why? Just because they released it. Yeah. You yeah. know, why do I need, I'm fine with this. Yes. Maybe in a few months we'll see. Right. But I'm, there's right. no, I just don't feel the rush to just right. buy every single thing and yet you're as a, fast as I can. And yet you're a gear guy. I like love you gear. Just said oh, that. I love gear. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we were talking like, I'm a musician, you know, I like. I've got more gear than I can use. I so got it's not more a, mics. So it's and, not a matter of, oh, I'm just not into that stuff. You love it. I love it. But the discipline, the financial discipline takes precedent. Yeah. And it's like, I would rather, as long as I can think of it as a investment in my mind. Right. And as long as it's not going to cause me any worry. Right. You know, if I can buy it and it doesn't affect my life, then I'm going to buy it. That's very impressive. And if, it, if, if I feel like, oh, that buying that's going to like make me worry for a day or two or, you know, or it's going to like take a chunk out of my, my okay. money. Yeah. Then it's like, then it's not worth it. So have you ever bought something and then taken it back? You had buyer's remorse and then you take it back. <laughs> They're probably not off my head, Yeah, but I'm sure. I feel like I do that on a regular basis. I think, I think I need to adopt your philosophy a little bit more. <laughs> well, you're kind, <laughs> but no, it's just, I feel like it's given me a lot of, a lot of freedom and yeah. a lot of, yeah, for sure on the creativity side. Yeah. Where I feel like I can be way more creative at a photo shoot because I just go, okay, I'd rather charge more, yeah. make more, enjoy the shoot, connect with the people, and not feel like I'm running in and running out. You, it, it's a, it, when you say it, it sounds just so commonsensical, <laughs> you know, coming from you. Yeah. But yeah. Well, that's nice. <laughs> that I think the common I, sense is so uncommon. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Well, that's my point is that yeah. it just sounds like it makes a lot of sense. And I wonder why I haven't ad- ad- adapted or adopted it a little bit more into my, into my life. Um, but that, that, it, that segues right into what I wanted to talk about with you or what you wanted to talk about was the psychology of pricing and sales. Yes. Because that on the surface, pricing and sales are just two words. Yep. Right. They seem, you know, if you have a business, there's going to be sales involved and, and you're going to have to price um, the products that you sell. Yep. You just think, oh, it's no big deal. It's there. It, there's just, it's just common sense, but there's more to it. Yeah. Is that fair to say? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and the thing is, is that stores, you go anywhere, you go to Costco mm-hmm. and they've, they've got a lot of psychology into every little detail, right? It's not just a price. They didn't just say this times X, that's the price put right. on the shelf. Right. wherever it happens to land. It's like, no, there's a reason why it's on this shelf. It's a reason why it's on this aisle. It's a reason why it's on the end. It's a reason why the guy's handing you a thing to taste. There's a purpose for placement in every, like every little everything thing. you see there. Yep. And there's like, there's been stores that have filmed people walking around and they track them by computer to see how are what are your buying mm. decisions? What's the whole psychology of why you bought this over mm. that or why you did buy or didn't buy. Mm. And as photographers, we don't do any of that. No. We go, oh, you know, I worked at such and such place and they took their cost times a markup. So yeah. I'm going to do that. I'm going right. to get my lab price sheet and I'm going to take all of the same things they have times X and I'm going to throw it on my website, put proofs online, and I'm just going to hope people 
buy all this stuff and yeah. I'm going to hope that it all works out and I make money just like right. Walmart or something. Right. 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 But the whole diff thing is like, I might go into Costco and I go, I just need some nuts. Right. I'm expecting to spend 30 bucks. Right. And then I go walk in there and I go, oh, but I really need that. I want to yes. do that. And I walk out spending 300 bucks. Yep. But the point is, is that when they charge me, I don't go, oh, never mind, take it all back. I go, mm. but I've already made a decision. I want all this. Yes. I pay the 300 bucks and I walk out. Ugh. But we don't do that as photographers. If anything, we don't sell. We just say, they're online. I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> Because I don't want to be pushy, so I'm just going to refuse to even right. do anything. So I'm yeah. just going to... I don't want to be salesy. I don't want to be salesy. Yeah. So just go help yourself. Yeah. Go help yourself. There charge, ring yourself up. Yeah. Everything. And then I'm just going to sit back and, the and watch the money flow in. in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the point is we need to use a lot more psychology in how we price and how mm -hmm. we value our work and how we present our work and how we sell. Mm-hmm. And when we do that, then, yeah, we're going to do a lot better. And so when, when I first hear the term psychology, I think, all right, you're going to you're get in somebody's head. Yep. Right? Yeah. So the whole point is I want to, I don't ever want to be that pushy salesperson, mm -hmm. but I also want to affect them um, and I guess what's the better word? Um, appeal to them on a subconscious level. Okay where they go, ah, this is different. I get yeah. it. Yeah. This isn't the the neighbor photographer I've been using lately or whatever it is. Like there's a level, there's a difference between that person and this person. I get it. It's worth more. So do you have really intentional tactics that you use or how does, how do you go about that then? So part of it, yeah, there are, there are tactics in a sense. A lot of it is my own mental game. Okay. The, the way, like the way I have to force myself to think, like for instance, if you have a tough month and you're not making anything, right. how are you as a salesperson? Right. <laughs> right? You're sweating and you're like, come on, man, I really need this, man. Like, <laughs> can you just, you know, and that guy's not fun to shop with. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. I right. Gotcha. So there's a little mental game. Like even if it's a hard month, I gotcha. Yeah. You got to pretend like you just had that $10,000 sale and you walk into the next shoot. Yeah. Because when you get that $10,000 sale, how do you are you when you walk in that next shoot? You're just like- I feel pretty good. I feel good. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need this. I don't not need this, but you know. <laughs> yeah. but if I'm this gonna, works out, great. If it doesn't, I don't care. Yeah, but you have that attitude, but you're right. not, it's not that you're being rude because mm -hmm. you don't want to be, you're, you're being, you're fully engaged in the client, Right. but you're not, hey man, I was really, what do I got to do to get in this car today kind of thing? Right. It's, right. It's, there's no sales money. It's just now I'm involved with the client. What can I do to help? And that whole thing changes. And then the client's like, oh yeah. And then they're a lot more relaxed. And then that sales goes well. Okay. So even if it's tougher, you have to kind of mentally trick yourself. Be like, walk in as if I just made 10,000 bucks. Yeah. And now how's this shoot going to go? Right. And when it doesn't work out, then what? Then you <laughs> keep going to the next one. Right. Okay. But it has to be more of a long-term thing. It can't be like... Everything, everything rides on today because mm -hmm. that's, that's way too much stress. Okay. So what do you do? What, hmm, what do you do? So yeah, that leads. So one of the biggest things to think about is, and I talk about a lot, this a lot when I speak is the Pareto principle, the 80, 20 split. Okay. Yep. So it comes from an economist. Most mm -hmm. people don't know, you know, his mm -hmm. name's Pareto and he just realized that in Italy, all of the wealth or 80% of it rather was in 20% of the people's hands. Right. And the opposite, 
t- yeah. uh, 20% of the wealth was in 80% of the people's hands. Mm-hmm. And they started realizing this is actually true of human nature. Right. And they could have actually just, you know, in a sense, theoretically just wiped out all the wealth and it would all go back to the same people in a sense. Yeah. And the point is, is that our clients are the same. We can take all of our sales from the year and say, you know, we had, let's just say for easy math, 100 exact clients. Mm-hmm. We could say that 80% of all our money came from 20 clients. Okay. Or that 20%, whatever the real number is. And right. 80% only brought in 20% of the money. Mm-hmm. So then it's it's like, okay, there's there's this uh, worry when someone walks out the door and they come in, they talk to us, or they call us on the phone and they don't hire us. We're like, ah. You have to imagine, yeah, but one, either I didn't present why I'm worth more. Right. Or maybe I did and they're just not able to afford it, which is totally fine too. But there's, it's okay letting go of 80% of your clients. So that's really like the number that you kind of use in your head. Yeah. Because in other words, if there's going to be a lot of people that just come and say, I just, I just can't do this. Totally fine. I absolutely understand. Hopefully in the future we can still work with you. But I also want to say, look, here's some other things we can maybe do. You know, I have other options. Maybe Mm -hmm. we can break the payment up or something. Because I've heard of the 50, I've heard people say, you know, 50% of people aren't going to book. And I hear 50% and I'm like, ooh. Yeah, that but that's scary. Fifty percent, right? But you're yeah. going, you're going eighty. Well, just because that's human nature, right? Right, and so I just know eighty percent of people aren't really my clients. Okay. And I, but I'm only losing. Here's the thing: I'm only losing twenty percent of the money by not getting those people. That see, okay. Now Does that, that make sense? That so helps. then it's a lot less fearful. Right. If you look at like, it that way, yeah. And then what you're freeing up is eighty percent more free time. Yes, the time. And now I've got eighty percent more free time. But my income hasn't dropped, right. but a little bit. Right. So the question is, now what do I do with all that time? Now I focus on those the twenty those twenty that fall through the cracks. I like it. Because yeah. what happens? Those twenty they always fall through the cracks because you're busy with the loud, obnoxious people. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, Brian. <laughs> but it's just like they're like the people that complain the most are the people that spend the least. Yeah. And I totally get it. It's you know it's right. just it's just what happens, and it's. But at the same time, it's like we spend so much time on a lot of these, a lot of these clients and end up at the end of the week, end of the month, end of the year and like going, oh man, I didn't make anything. Right. Where with 80% more free time, we can go, hey, you know, I really liked shooting your family. That was, fa- you know, and I would really like more people to work with like you, your friends, your neighbors. Yeah. And they're like, you know, we liked working with you too. You were fantastic. Sure. We got three other neighbors here that all mentioned whatever, you know, we need portraits and you're just getting, so the full, wherever people are in their pricing, you can pretty much do an 80, 20 split and say, Mm. I'm going to focus all of my energy and my pricing and my strategy, my marketing on those 20, that 20%, because that's really where my growth is going to come. And that's where my, my biggest money is going to come. That, that part I understand. And so I get on board with that. I think the piece that, that sticks out to me is when yeah. you're in a position, and I ask these, this is, these are the types of questions that I usually ask when this, when we're talking about this type of stuff. When you're in a situation, and it begins to dawn on you that the person you're speaking with is one of the eighty percenters, yeah, and and you think to yourself, well, I could, I could keep at this, and and try to get, you know, a couple dimes for my time. What do you do? How do you abort? <laughs> Well, hopefully we find all this out before a photo shoot. Okay. Right. And so we can talk about prices. We talk about all this kind of stuff. And a lot of times right off the bat, people say, this sounds like it's going to be expensive. Right. 
And I go, oh, awesome. I'm glad you brought this up. Let's talk about it. What were you thinking? What were you imagining? Yes. And then instead of just being saying, what a lot of photographers do is they jump into defensive mode. It's not expensive. You just don't understand. Oh. There's a, <laughs> That's not going to work well. Right? Yeah. It's like, no. What I want to do is listen way more uh-huh. and, and get them talking way more. Because so a lot of times expense, when they say it's expensive, it doesn't necessarily mean they can't afford it. Right. It can also mean I can afford anything, but I don't know why I should afford this because why this- Why should I pay for this? Right. This is not what I was expecting. Mm-hmm. So if I say like, well, what were you expecting? Well, you know, at our last daughter's wedding- mm-hmm. We spent $300. Yeah. Oh, right. And how did they work out? You know, who did them? Yeah. And then, no, I actually didn't like them at all. They were, they were yeah. like, ah, you yeah. know, how long ago was it? Oh, it was 20 years ago. Oh yeah. Well, you know, maybe 20 years ago, <laughs> whatever it is. And you go, yeah, well, a lot's changed. Right. But in other words, they start answering their own question. Right. Right. And then they can decide, you know, I get the value. I see what you're doing. Let yeah. us think about it or something. But I want, I want this issue to come up early. Yeah. Um, so it, you, it's really you, hard. You make we, an effort so that it does. Yeah. You're intentional about that. Yeah. I'm intentional about here's why I'm different and all this extra value, mm-hmm. which will bring up price. And then heaven forbid, sometimes like I've had a photo shoot where we're sitting, we'd have the consultation, the photo shoot, the sales. And then they're like, oh, you know, I like all of these, but what do you have for $50? <laughs> And I was like, oh, like total or like, <laughs> you know, they're like, yeah, total. Oh man. You know, I'm like honestly, this, this minute that we're having yeah. the conversation, and I was like, why, how did this not? <laughs> yeah. So what do you do? Like what happened? That's, it can't happen very often. No. And then in this one particular, t- this instance that I'm thinking of in my mind, I was like, you know, a lot of times for friends, like if people are new and they're curious, I will give them a free eight by 10. Yeah. I'll do a photo shoot and a free eight by 10. Yeah. I'm certainly happy to give you you know, a free print if, you know, but I don't really have all my prints start at a hundred bucks. Right. But I'm certainly happy, you know, as a trial. Yeah. And then you think about it. If you would like some more, you can call me. And that way. We're not taking a lot of time at the very least. Yeah. Right. And I also don't want to ever insult somebody for what they can or can't afford. Of course. Cause when I was young, I was, I was a saver mm-hmm. and I could, you know, I bought my first motorcycle at 14. Yeah. But I also worked construction for my dad. And I remember sometimes I'd have sawdust on me and I'd go shopping somewhere. Right. And I'd have a stacks of hundreds, but they would act, treat me like I couldn't do anything. Of course, because they didn't think you could. They're like, oh, it's a kid. Right. Covered right. in sawdust, like right. he can afford yep. this, you know? Right. And so I don't ever want to, because I've been surprised by people that people come on with shabby shoes or something and you're mm-hmm. like, oh, I, this may not be my client. Oh, we have learned that a hundred times And they spend like anybody else. And you're like, yeah. holy cow. Yeah. So one, you don't ever prejudge. Exactly. But I, what I want to do is get the objections out so we can talk about them. Yes. And if it's price, great. Let's talk about price. And here's a lot. Here's the other thing is a lot of people that we may say are below the line or the 80% line are actually fully capable of spending the money. They just don't know that they should or why it's valuable. Right. So I want to move as many people up. Mm-hmm. But what we tend to do is listen to the 80, price for the 80, gear our whole business around that. And then you get someone that can walk in and spend five or $10,000 and yeah. your prices aren't prepared. Right. And your, and your services, and basically you're letting those big fish f- slip through mm. when really that's where we should put, be putting our focus. So regarding pricing then specifically, if we make that little shift, what, what do you recommend? Like how, how do I as maybe a new photographer yeah. um, or someone that's, that's not new, but, but knows that I need to make some adjustments in my pricing. Yeah. So I use the example. This is a photographer I met years ago 
while speaking at Texas school and she wasn't in my class, but you know how we're, you hang out for like a whole week yeah, teaching yeah. the same group, which yeah. is awesome because yeah. you can spend a whole week. And this lady comes up and says, I have a question. And I go, okay. And she's like, I'm wildly successful. And that's how she started. Uh, that's why, <laughs> that's why I remember the story so well. Cause I'm like the wildly successful photographer. And I was like, awesome. <laughs> that's like, so fantastic. <laughs> yeah. I was oh. like, ah, oh, way to go. Like, <laughs> she's like, you. oh yeah. I get like average five appointments a day, busy, solid all yeah. year. I'm like, wow. Yes. That's fantastic. Yeah. And I go, you getting like good sales? Oh, I averaged $2,000 a sale. What? And I'm like, in my, my mind, I'm like, <laughs> so you're like $2 million a year? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, no. Then I'm thinking, oh, wait, she, she, you know, counting order appointments too. Right. So I was like half. I'm like, oh, a million? Do a million. million a year? Yeah. No, 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 no. Like, like 55,000. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> like, off a little bit. Sorry. I'm like, oh. Okay, go back to the wildly successful part. Like, how is that? Like, what do you? She's like, everybody that calls me books me. Oh. And <laughs> where did the two? I want to know where the two thousand came from. Where's yeah. the average come from? And so my thought was, she's had orders that were two thousand. Yeah. So saying she's had one of those I, before. I've had those. Like, it's not on a custom. Right. Is what she's saying. Right. But somewhere in the word average, like she's not averaging five shoots a day every day and she's not averaging 2000. So I was like, I was like, so what is wildly successful? She's like, well, everybody loves me and everybody that books me hires me. Right. And I was like, aha. Mm -hmm. That's what she means. That's what she means. Successful. Yeah. And I was like, aha. Okay. So I go, you know, we spend a lot more time in this, Mm -hmm. in the class. I go, but here's the thing. You're defining your success by a jam-packed calendar. Right. But at the end, and that, her, this is her worry, she's like, but I can't afford the ballet lessons and I can't afford this. By the time yeah. I pay for everything, yeah, I can't afford it. And I'm like, ah, oh, I feel you. Right. It makes my heart hurt hearing right. this. And right. I, I get it. I go, but here's the thing. You got to let a lot of these people go because oh, yeah. they're not spending any money with you. Yes. And you are, you are better off at another job, which is sad to say. And I want you to succeed at this job. Right. And the way you succeed at this job is making a profit. Mm-hmm. And the way you make a profit is you have to charge appropriately. Mm-hmm. So then it led us in discussion and, and I don't know her name. So I was never able to follow up. No, never, never know what happened, but that was, I was just, but it's a, it's a similar story all the time. And I'm like, you probably hear the same thing. I do. I do. Yeah. And it's like, oh, pricing is specifically pricing yep. is the number one thing yep. that I get asked about. And what a lot of people like by far. Yeah. And it's the same. I hear variations of the same story where they'll say, well, you know, I saw this speaker, so I also want to sell albums and I want to sell products, but mm-hmm. I can't get out of digital. Okay. Why? Cause everybody buys my digital packages. Okay. Why? Cause they're $200 <laughs> and my album's $1,500. <laughs> oh, that might be why. <laughs> right. I was like, why would they, it's, I call it a ladder. It's like the, yeah. every rung of the ladder has to be within reach of the next rung. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is there's their flop, their value. Right. So you're, in the old days before digital, if I wanted, if you're my photographer and I go, Hey, I like that. I want three copies, one for me, one for my folks, one for Mm -hmm. my whatever. I buy three copies, but in digital, I get it from you once and you never (laughs) get paid again. And I go make a million copies. Mm -hmm. So we have to, we have to value digital higher than a printed photograph in terms of actual price. Right. And that throws people off. They go, but it costs me less. I'm like, no. Right. It's different. It's value. So the way I start is we have to figure out one, the cost of one image. Okay. And then that helps us figure out the cost of an album or a trio or various sizes, different finishes. And then also even the cost of digital. 
What's your so? What do you have a form? Is there a pricing formula? Or do I don't you necessarily have, use a formula. Do you take a lot of different variables into account. Yeah. So, like, just to give you an example, like, so in my case, I just decided it was hundred bucks at the very least. If someone all they wanted was one print, five by seven, eight by ten, whatever it is, a hundred bucks. Yeah. Yes. And it could be whatever for somebody. Maybe yeah. that's out of their comfort zone. It could be thirty bucks or fifty bucks, whatever. Right. And maybe that's low for somebody in a really nice area. Right. And they're like, hundred bucks, whatever. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I charge 700 bucks and eight yeah. by 10. Well, good for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So whatever it is. But then for, it's easy math though, just to use a hundred. So if I want to do a trio, no matter what the size of the images are, there's now three photographs in that trio. Okay. And so regardless of the size, at the very least it's worth 300 bucks. You're right. Now I could say, yeah, but now it's, you know, a little bigger than maybe my smallest trio, maybe the finish, whatever. And we could add in whatever, you know, and then it becomes, what is it, what does it seem to be worth? Right. You know, maybe canvas is more, but then it helps us. If I design up a collage of nine images for a high school senior. Right. I go, okay, right off the bat, I know there's nine photographs. That's worth 900. Right. I could make it worth 700. Right. And say, you know what, you're getting a deal because it's a product that's designed. Right. An album of 20 images, it's worth 2000 mm-hmm. but I could sell it for 1200 And yeah. someone goes, $1,200 for an album? Mm-hmm. You're like, yeah, it's not, but you're not buying the album. Right. You're buying 20 custom-made photographs. Right. How, how, so let me ask you this, because I, when you're talking, yeah, you come across as, as very to the point, the common sense thing just comes out, right? But yeah. when you're, when you're speaking with a client, do you... Do you uh, soften what you say, or are you pretty upfront and like what you just said? Yeah, but you're getting 20 images. Is that how well, that goes? Well, that's me. <laughs> I wouldn't asking. be that abrupt. Well, okay, that's why yeah. I'm asking. That's right? me um, trying to s- tell you as much information as I can. Right. In well, a right short now podcast. you're talking to photographers. Right. But when you're speaking with a client, how so do you? The first thing I do is I want them to talk more. Okay. So the first thing, if they're like, "Oh, that seems like a lot for an album," like, "Oh yeah, tell me more. Like, what were you thinking?" Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know, like, what are they w- normally worth? You know, they, whatever they're going to say, but it's going right. to give me a little bit more information. I see. I just want to, I just want to ask them some kind of follow-up question. Right. And immediately I can go, aha. Right. All right. It's maybe it's that they don't value it or don't understand the value. Right. And I can say, well, here's a thing. Individually, mm-hmm. these images are a hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. This is 20. So this is, it's like half off. Sure. And the other thing I have to explain a lot, I feel like marketing is education. You can't just say, I'm a photographer, hire me. Right. It's education and explaining to people that this is not a volume product, it's a custom product. Right. So like we've got a bunch of equipment in front of us. I got a, you know, phone, right. jacket, whatever. I mean, they're nice. Right. But they're they're volume made. Like I went to the store and I bought the jacket. Right. And they're sold by the millions or whatever. Right. There are 30 more of them on the Yeah. Right. Same with my phone. I break it. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. I go buy another one. <laughs> re-upload the information. It's right. exact clone of what I had. Right. But a photograph, if I photograph your family and you don't buy it, mm-hmm. I can't sell it to the next guy. No. It doesn't go back on the shelf like any other mm-hmm. product. Good point. You, good point. I can only sell it to you. Mm-hmm. And so we are more of a service that happens to sell products mm-hmm. as opposed to a product business. Right. And so we have to see ourselves that we're like... 90% service. And some people go, ah, oh, but a five by seven should cost half of an eight by 10. And right. it's like, it's like, no, you're not paying for the paper. Right. What you're paying for is everything that went in to make that image. And the fact that a five by seven costs maybe a dollar less. Right. Means that 
big deal. It is no big deal. It's a big deal. Yeah, yeah, it was the smallest part of the whole thing. Which is why you lump all the anything what eight by ten and smaller together. Anyway. Yep, I just say anything eight by ten smaller, hundred bucks. Also makes it simpler. Yeah, from from a price pricing standpoint for yep. the client. And right. then what they. So I had a recent client and she was like, I want one four by six of this, one four by six of that one. And then she had written it all out. Yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> and I was like, so I know immediately what I want to do. I want to sell her an album. Right. Cause she's got way more images. And I was like, but I can't just say, let's do an album. Mm-hmm. I say, no, why were you ordering four by sixes? Mm-hmm. Well, and then her answer comes, I don't know what I should do with them. There you know, is. I don't want to hang them all on my wall, but mm-hmm. I want all of them. Aha. Yeah. So we have to look at ourselves as the problem solver. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what photographers tend to do is quickly answer the question and not ask more. Well, you so you have, it sounds like you have a lot, literally, these aha moments. Yeah. But they come from, it seems, you asking why. Well, yep. Right. And then listening. Yep. Because when I see someone ordering 24 by sixes, mm-hmm. I'm like, I know why. They mm-hmm. don't know what things cost. Right. And they're just trying to get in and out as qu- as small as possible. <laughs> right. Right, right, right. <laughs> they're just ordering all the little appetizers and then they're going to leave full. But I like this strategy because it's, it's helpful to them actually to allow them or to put them into a position where they are listening to themselves. Yep. They answer their own question. Yes. And so on one hand, she has to kind of say, well, you know, I'd like them, but I don't want them big. Right. And I say, okay, well, I got a few ideas for you. Mm-hmm. Cause I agree. You don't want 20 images big on the right, wall. Right. I go, how about, one, they're going to be the same price for eight by tens. Oh, really? Yeah. So we could either do all bigger prints. Mm-hmm. And that gives you the freedom to move them around right. the house, put one here, one there, whatever. Right. However, I could also do an album mm-hmm. for even less. Yeah. And now you've got a presentation. Right. Man, I'm in. I'm already. I'm already yeah. in. Right. Like <laughs> yeah. everything's connecting right now for me. Yeah. And the funny thing is, is when she first came in, she was like, "Why do people get albums?" I go, "Oh, you'd be surprised." You know. <laughs> And she like, walks out with an album. And then, the, and then right. she even emailed me, and I have it on my phone, and she was like, I can't believe I bought an album, and I love it so much. And it was so yeah. funny that I was an anti-album when I first came in. Right. Yep. But yep. it was it's because that particular product solved her problem. Yeah. And, and you knew it. And I knew it. And right. I'd solved that problem a gazillion other times before. Right. So I could, but I, instead of me just jumping in with a solution, I had right. to get her talking a little bit. Because that same person you know, if they come in and they're, and they're, and they're doing what she did and saying what she said and you slap down an album right away and say, this is what you need to buy. Now I come across as car salesman. Right. It's not going to, yep. it's not going to go the same. Yep. And, and yet it doesn't change the fact that that's really what's best for them. Yep. Mm-hmm. And she's out of town. So the, the nice thing about this is she's doing everything over text and email. Mm-hmm. So instead of me, trying to answer the question over text and email. Mm-hmm. I was like, hey, I got your order. Thank you so much. I'll get started on it. But I got a few questions for clarification. Right. Can I call you? Yeah. And okay. now I can actually talk to her. Yes. And that's where the, that's where the magic happens. Mm-hmm. And even if they're out of town, I want to do one-on-one sales, either mm-hmm. in person if I can sit down with them. Right. Or over the phone. Or over the phone it's or over Skype relational. or something where I can actually right. have a conversation. Yeah. Yep. I love it. What, so what, let me ask you this. What, what would be the like a piece of advice that you would give to somebody right now that's in in this position, um, where they're like saying to themselves, "This is making sense. Like I'm connecting these dots. Yeah, and I want to move forward now and be proactive in what I'm doing um, in my own business. 
Yeah. To really implement um, the psychology behind pricing and sales. What, what's, what's step one? What do they, where do they, what step do they do? Step one. Um, one of the first things is I like to revamp the whole price menu. Yeah. And that really starts with a mental shift where I'm worth X, whatever that is. Okay. And what a lot of times people have are packages, package A, B, and C or something. Yeah. And like I had a consultation with this photographer and she was like, I only sell these two digital packages and I never sell these albums. Right. It's like we were mentioned before. It's like, right. well, it's because it's <laughs> like, you're giving them literally the kitchen sink. Right. Everything for, for nothing for 200 bucks or whatever. Yeah. Like, why would they ever spend a thousand? She's like, but you don't know my clients. They'll never spend a thousand. <laughs> and I go, okay, well let's design yeah. something where they still, still spend 200 bucks, but maybe they don't get right. everything you've ever done. Right. <laughs> and yeah. if they want to spend three, they can. Right. And there's an option to spend four and there's an option mm -hmm. to spend five mm -hmm. so they can work up to a thousand as opposed to. Right. The huge, the huge, that huge chasm between, between. Yeah. Right. We need a ladder with easy to reach rungs. Mm -hmm. I like that. Yep. And so, so that's basically the first thing is the kind of packages do a couple things. They make people buy the, the middle package. If there's right. three, they buy the Generally, second, sure. never buy the top. Right. And the other thing is if I walk in and I can buy the top or more, maybe the last time I spent 5,000 in another city Yeah. and I walk into your studio and you have three packages and the top is 800. Yeah. I go, oh, well, I guess I'm out of maybe not the right place. I'm going to drop down to the, you know, five, whatever, call it right. good. So you want to also have something for those 20% people that can walk in and spend more. Yes. So the whole- Be ready for them. Be right. ready for them. But a package mm -hmm. limits because mm -hmm. you're dealing with the 20% of the people that say, what are your packages? What are your packages? What are your mm -hmm. packages? So the first thing you do is eliminate those. Mm -hmm. And I, I personally believe in like an a la carte okay. system. Okay. And, and then you can build packages. Yeah. And it doesn't work as well over the phone because people say, what are your packages? What are your packages? Right. So we can handle that over the phone. Right. But really, we need to have options and say, well, what what are you really looking for? Oh, I don't even know. Right. That happens a lot. And that's what they really, because they really don't know what to ask. Right. It really does happen a lot. And they go, well, you know, most people don't know until after the photo shoot. Mm -hmm. But here's some general prices. People spend about this. Mm -hmm. I have options about here. You know, and they go, oh, okay, that sounds good. Let's move forward. Right. And some people want even more detail, whatever. So let me move forward. But then I design the menu. So at the very least, they can be, buy maybe a few smaller prints. Sure. And there's no obligation. Yep. And if that's all they want, great. I'm happy to work with you. I want you as a happy client. Of course. And I want you to get out there and sing my praises. Yeah. Even if you spent 200 bucks. Right. But at the same time, I'm now prepared for someone who could spend 500, 1,000, 2,000 or more. Right, I like that. Because I have options mm -hmm. and I've got more sizes and I've mm -hmm. got finishes and I've got things that spread my menu out. Yeah, that, that makes total sense to me. Yep, and I can't just hand that menu to somebody and say, what do you want? Right. Because there's too many options now. Right. When there's three packages, Yeah. it's like going to... Was it In-N-Out Burger? Right, right. You got <laughs> like three things. You got three. I can but get a burger. There's all kinds of things you can do. I can get a double burger, right? right. Yeah, there's secret menu. Right. Yes. <laughs> but they're actual. Hand, they're they're like, well, I got a burger. I got a double burger. I can get fries, fries. or no fries. Yeah. But, yeah. but we try to make these big, complicated menus of packages. Right. It's like, no, let's just keep it all a cart. Well, and why not use them? Because they seem to be doing okay. I think In-N-Out does all right. In-N-Out does good. I think they sell some food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not a knock on them for sure. No, it's fed. No, and what I'm but trying to simple. say is let's take let's take that yeah. and and run with that. Cuz yeah. the first thing in my experience that happens if you overwhelm your client is you lose the sale. Yep, cuz there's too many options, they don't get it. 
Well, and I and, and even talking from my own experience. Yep. If I'm in a position and I feel overwhelmed, I, I just want to get out. I, I'm like, this is too much. I don't. I, it freaks me out. And yep. now I have this association with the experience, and I don't want it. Yep. 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 So really. What I try to do is custom design a package for the person. Okay. Say, what do you actually really feel like you'd like? What would, right. you know, how would this look here? And how would that look there? And we give them some ideas. Mm-hmm. Now we can go to the menu and say, well, this is what I'm thinking. Right. Point it with our finger. I'm thinking this in this room. I'm thinking that for that room. Okay. I'm thinking this. And now they're like, yeah. Right. This, this is nice. I've have, I have a consultant. Right. Right. As opposed to a salesperson. I like that. Yeah. I really like that. A consult, a sales consultant instead of a yep. salesperson. I, he's solving just, my problems. He's listening right. to me. Oh, I like that. Yeah. And so as much as we can listen a lot more and be like, aha, I know it. I, I got a solution. There it is. I love that. And so, so good. Yeah. And I always, and I have other options too. Like if I say, you know what, this would look great. We should do, this is such a cute baby. Let's do, let's do a series of square canvases yeah. in the nursery. And they're yeah. like, ah, oh, that sounds awesome. Yeah. And I point to it and I go, here, you know, and this would be right here on the menu. And they go, oh, wait, what? Yeah three square canvases like yeah get out of town buddy yeah you know like i can't afford that right oh okay is it the you know is it not that you understand the price or you know is it the the value yeah we're just we're just not paying that yeah great i got another idea it's kind of like a canvas it still stands out of the wall but it's called a standout okay they're cheaper i got the same size and maybe just move right. to another option so you're ready i'm ready that's with, the big piece is that i'm ready with ready. sub options mm-hmm I'm like, this still gets us kind of where we're at, but look how much we'll save. Well, and then, oh, well, and then that the, sounds better. And then the price of the of the initial the canvases initially, um, it makes the standouts seem like that much more of a value to them. Yep, and like, and it's kind of the same price. Yep. So usually when I go to anyone's right. in home, for a you know, I've got a big square canvas, mm-hmm. and by big, just just so I can carry it, it's only 24 inches. Sure. But that looks so small on everyone's wall. Yeah. And then. In that kind of a gap in the yeah. back of the canvas, I have a standout. Oh, it's in there. That's yeah. a good idea. So they just have it right there, and I go, and here's a standout. Right. There it is. Boom. <laughs> da 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 da. <laughs> That's fantastic. And it's like maybe 20 inch square. Right. right. And I can say, and here's, you know, and then we actually can measure the wall and we can talk about right. it. And then they're like, oh, you know. And then either one of two things will happen. They're like, yeah, that sounds pretty nice. Although, you know, I think I like the look of the canvas better. Right. Or they might say, they do. Right. Or yeah, or they go, you know, maybe we just make the canvas a little smaller, but we still go canvas. Mm-hmm. And so it gives me, by having little steps on the ladder, it gives me places to move. I can move side to side in terms of finish or right. product. I can move up and down in terms of size. Yeah, like keeping those rungs close. Yep. So now there's options. Because otherwise you can't climb the ladder. Yeah. Otherwise it's just. Like, I like, it's a good analogy. Yep. It's in, it's in my mind. <laughs> um, let me ask you this. If, if people want to know more or. Or, or get more information from you? Is there somewhere they can go on the web? Yeah, for sure. Um, my training website's my name, Brycox Workshops. Uh-huh. It's B-R-Y-C-O-X workshops.com. Okay. Uh, just my regular portrait site, if you just want to check out my work, yeah. is just my name, brycox.com. Okay. Okay. And there's all kinds of uh, resources and information at Brycox Yeah, Workshops. so I have, in fact, on my... Uh, on my training website, mm-hmm. I've got like five videos that I email the people yeah. when they join my email list. Okay. And they've got a bunch of things on lighting and some workflow and sales and things. That's a nice incentive. Yeah. But you know, there's also, if they kind of just want to dig around, there's a lot of free stuff they can watch and right. see. Right. Good. Yeah. Great. Let me ask you this. Can, can, you, can you throw out a call to action for somebody this week? Like what, what, what should somebody get, 
just what should somebody do in the next couple weeks? Um, if you, I think the biggest thing is to love people. Yeah. That's the whole idea of photographing them, right? We're, it's like, there is something about you and I want to photograph it. And yeah. it's not just a picture of you. There's something interesting and emotional and something about you that makes you interesting. And if we can kind of find that first in the photo shoot yeah, and then have that same kind of an attitude when we're selling and saying, you know, like I literally love working with your family and I love you guys. You're such a great family <laughs> and have that mentality of what can I do? And it doesn't mean having bad boundaries because that's, that's what a lot of people think. They think, well, if I'm a salesperson, yeah, if I have to bend my prices or I have to bend this or something to make people happy, it's like, no, I can make them happy with a little more service. I can always give them, I always want to give somebody a little more than they paid for, whether it be an extra print or a delivery or something yeah. to just give them a little bit more. Right. But then at the same time, like literally love them and treat them like you love them and, and suggest the kinds of products and the things that you know that they actually need to, as to, opposed to just trying to get your sale up. To, to love people. It, that's yep. the best call to action I've ever heard. No one's ever going to get a, that's going to be the best one ever. Awesome. That's at the <laughs> to, lo to love people. Yeah. Okay. So you've heard it. That's what you're supposed to do in the coming uh, days, weeks, and months is love people. That's fantastic. <laughs> Dude, thank, thank you so much for doing this. Absolutely. I appreciate you having me on. This was great. Good and conversation. I, it was. And I'm going to try to do that call to action myself to love people. I might call my wife as soon as we're done with this. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are a good couple, by the way. I like <laughs> you guys together. <laughs> I've known you guys thank for a long you. time. It has been you know? a while, yes. And sometimes it's in snippets. Yeah. Where I see you here and right. I see you there and right. I just get little snippets of you guys' life. <laughs> you guys are good together. Oh, thank you. Well, I, I, I feel as though I'm extremely fortunate to have the wife that I have. And you, and you got me thinking about her now. So thanks very much, Brian. You bet. Thank you. Have a great day.